You're listening to the Speaking Tongues podcast. I'm your host, El Sharice. Each week, I sit down to a conversation with multilinguals where we discuss and celebrate language, life, and culture through our own perspectives. Episode 66, Speaking Haitian Creole. Hello, language lovers. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Speaking Tongues, the podcast in conversation with multilinguals. This week, I'm so excited to speak with Valentino about his language of Haitian Creole. He is a self-taught polyglot and speaks several languages in addition to his native Creole language. In this episode, Valentino tells us how both Creole and French are used in Haiti and where you would be likely to hear one over the other. We talk about things that make Creole unique and rather importantly, why it's not broken French. Valentino tells us about the phonological and grammatical nature of the language and how it has been influenced by languages from Africa. He tells us about the linguistic variations of Creole spoken in Port-au-Prince versus in other regions of the country and how the Creole spoken in the capital has influences from English, Spanish and French as well. We also talk about intelligibility between French-derived Caribbean Creoles, and we learn about how unique Haitian culture is in the region from a historical standpoint. Big thank you to Valentino for joining me from outside the Brazilian embassy in Port-au-Prince, Haiti, for this episode, and for sharing bits of your culture and language journey with us. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the Speaking Tongues podcast on Apple Podcasts, or like and subscribe on YouTube so that other language lovers like ourselves can find the show. And if you've been a longtime listener of the show or even a recent listener, you can now support the show on buymeacoffee.com. Links to all platforms are in the show notes. Okay, let's chat. Welcome back to another episode of Speaking Tongues. I'm here today with Valentino. How are you today, Valentino? I'm great. I'm great. Thank you. What about yourself? I'm fantastic. And I'm so glad that I have an opportunity to talk to you. I know we've been trying to get this together for a while. So it's finally coming together. I'm so excited. Um, so am I. So am I. <laughs> <laughs> I like to start each episode with the same question, and that is, what is your first language and which languages have you learned to speak? Okay, um, my first language, the language that I speak in Haiti, which is the vernacular tongue of Haiti, is Haitian Creole. But in Haiti, there are two official languages. We have French, which is a second language of foreign language, and then Haitian Creole. But the Haitian Creole is my first language. Um, uh, um, some other languages that I speak, there are English, Spanish, Portuguese, and Italian. Recently, I've been learning German. German, yeah. Mm -hmm. I can say that I have an A1 level, just an elementary level, just started learning. And um, I, I definitely would like to, to learn um, Chinese and Russian. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's so exciting. <laughs> so yeah. what, what languages did you hear spoken in your home um, and in your community when you were growing up? So when I was growing up, I, uh, I went up um, listening to um, a lot of folks in my uh, community speaking Haitian Creole. Mm -hmm. and, um, and I went to community school where I had my first, um, um, I had the opportunity to learn English with a bunch of kids there. And uh, French. Is French taught in schools in Haiti? Yeah. Yes. In Haiti, French is taught, but not as a foreign language. There's a, there's a, it's, it's kind of chaotic in Haiti, the way French is, is, is we are operating in a French language. Uh, the French language is, it's, 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 it's not fully a second language, um, neither a, 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 a foreign language. Mm. So in Haiti, in schools, we use French as the language, the, the, the intellectual language, the scholar language through, through which books are translated, um, conferences are made and other intellectual stuff are done in French. 
but French is not the language that most Haitian people they speak, and it's not um, spoken in the streets. So you can see that like, when you go to the library, you go to school, to university, is, uh, French is, uh, is spoken there. But um, mm. normally in the street, it's very rare to find people speaking French in the street. It's not natural. Right, right. So French is the language of instruction in school. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, I see. Although that in Haitian Creole, we're trying to, there's a um, Haitian Creole Academy in Haiti, uh, mm. f- founded in 2014. Uh, there's a headquarters in a place called Delma uh, in Port-au-Prince, Haiti. So Haitian Creole is, um, you know, it's kind of expanding right now. A lot of Haitians feel very proud using Haitian Creole talking. And then Haitian Creole, there are a lot of artists, a lot of you know, writers, philosophers, poets. They're, use, they're using the language in order to um, transmit their thoughts, passion, etc. Which was in the past, it was banned to use Haitian Creole. It was not um, that interesting that academics use uh, Haitian Creole to transmit, you know, very interesting um, things. But mm-hmm. now we're starting to use Haitian Creole. You know, very. Um, we're trying to. We're trying to integrate our culture deeply now right right that must be exciting yeah yeah as as a as a student of linguistics i'm very interested in haitian creole and i definitely want to do my special um, specialize in haitian creole as well later just have a phd or master's degree in haitian creole i think that haitian creole is one of the most I would say um, it's it's very very easy to learn Haitian Creole due to the flexibility of the language, the the, the, the grammatical structures and the sound system because it's both it has a French part of it and some African dialect of it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's a it's a mixture. Yeah. Like when you say yeah, when you say Creole, like um, the Haitian Creole, there are Lusinian Creole. There are a lot of Creoles in the world, but. According to a lot of scientists, they think that Haitian Creole is the most famous um, Creole in the world because spoken by over 12 million people in Haiti yeah. and a lot of other million people abroad. Like we have more than 5 million people living abroad. Mm-hmm. So Haitian Creole is very, very, it's, it's expanding right now. So I'm very happy and very excited about this language. Yeah, that's amazing. So <laughs> you said that French is not taught in school as a second language. Are do um, French is not. Uh-huh, it's sorry. not. Do do um, Haitian schools teach a second language? And if they do, what what is mm-hmm. that second language? Yeah, the way French is in Haiti is that we teach we we we. It's like French in Haiti. We pretend that French is our second language, but in rea- in reality, it's a it's a it's a, it's not exactly a second language because it's not fully integrated by most Haitian people. Uh, 95% percent of people in Haiti speak Haitian Creole. 5% of, mm. of, of the um, of Haitian people speak French. You know that can I, I, would, I would say that can um, operate in language as a native speaker. I would say um, it's it's around five percent. So French is not taught as a second language, no, as a as a as a foreign language. We just operate in French in a way that we would pick it up naturally. Mm-hmm. Which, which, which that is one of the biggest problems that we have in our educational system because the language that we use is not fully integrated by all the Haitian um, students, folks, people who go to school, and yet we are using it as the linguistic code uh, of our instruction. So mm-hmm. I think French, the way French is, is taught, is normally as you know in France. Like when you go to France, you suppose to speak the language and then they're not going to teach you vocabulary words they're not going to teach you the structure um they're just gonna pretend that you know they're just gonna assume that Mm. you know the language and then they're just gonna start teaching you um the language um that way and from the very beginning they're gonna give you a lot of bunch of bunch of grammar books uh to cram to, to to master to know all the rules of the french language and um which is not really it's not it's not it's not good. It's not really good uh, the way that we teach in Haiti. We don't know because a lot of scientists, they believe that French, it's very, the status of French language in Haiti is kind of mysterious because um, a lot of people are writing about it and we're still uh, pending uh, to see exactly the, the, the official status in Haiti. Mm-hmm. Nevertheless, in our um, legal, like the legal system of Haiti, the constitution, 
you would see that we, there, there, there are two official languages in Haiti, French and Haitian Creole. And the language by which that is, that is um, bound all the Haitian folks is Haitian Creole. What was your experience like learning languages in school? Yeah. In Haiti, they teach you two foreign languages. They teach you very badly. I, I suppose as in, in most countries because they don't do well. English and Spanish. Okay. Um, when I was growing up, I started learning English at school. Then I went to a place, a hospital. It was an American hospital uh, called, called uh, PID. Still, still, I think it exists still. I mm-hmm. used to go to that place um, like three times, uh, four times a week. There, were, there was an American uh, nurse there uh, who was my friend. Uh, she was a nurse. And she taught me English. Uh, I, 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 came, I came along with a book, an English book, for, called English for Changing the World. It's a very, very archaic book. And I went there from book one to book five, and she taught me, you know, not, not, she was not a teacher, but she taught me the pronunciation of the language and um, the sounds and, and everything. And I started learning English. I was maybe 12, 13 at that time. Yeah, around the 2010, mm-hmm. after, right after the, the earthquake of Haiti. I was in ninth grade at the time, and I started learning English. And, and ever since, I keep learning new vocabulary words and, and, and trying to find a lot of people, you know, online and practice my English. And I, I remember I went to university and I get into a, um, a school called um, Normal School. I don't know how to say that in Haiti. In I think it's Upper Normal School in English which is in French, where they, uh, they, they teach you to be a professional uh, teacher. I spent um, four years there, and I still need, I'm still working on my um, thesis, my, my dissertation. Mm-hmm. And I learned, you know, I just wanted to be a teacher of foreign languages, and they taught me for four years there. And then this is where I expand my uh, knowledge when it comes to literature and um, history of, of, of the United States of America and the language, the grammatical structure in a very um, uh, systematic way. So my relationship with English has been so close that I have even, I even have more books in, Asian, in, 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 in English in my house than Haitian Creole, even than French <laughs> in my house. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel like that's typical? Like, you know, as you, as you mentioned, the relationship that Haitians have with the French language and the Creole mm-hmm. Do you feel like many Haitian people have a better relationship to other languages, like English, for example, than they do to French when it comes to seeking out things like literature or music or art or anything like that? Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a wonderful question. And um, I think one of the things that there's still, you know, Haiti was colonized by France. And we still have this um, um, this mindset in our in our community that Haitian people they have a tendency to the French language, which is uh, kind of elite. The French language is the language used in by uh, by um, academic mm. people that are from the the um, bourgeoisie uh, people that have you know opportunities, economical and and um, um, and other uh, opportunities. So the French language is kind of mysterious because most of Haitian, they say eight, 95 people speak Haitian Creole and 5% uh, of others, they speak Haitian Creole. But it's very rare for somebody not to, to understand Haitian Creole, uh, uh, French, sorry. Mm-hmm. I think that they have, they, they, they kind of afraid, not, not most of them, but some of them, they kind of afraid to, um, to speak French, because whenever you speak French in Haiti, you make mistakes, uh, people are going to mark, mark you. They're just going to laugh at you. Mm. Um, because the French language is so, it's not difficult, but there are a lot of variables that you have in Haitian Creole, you don't have in, in, in French. And then the country in, in, from, in Haitian Creole in the French language. So it's, whenever you speak French in Haiti, uh, you have to take your time and you have to be very, because um, people, people are not going to forgive you if you make a mistake, especially grammatical mistake in, in, in French. Mm. Yeah. 
that's one of the things I, I, I believe that, you know, that keeps, that keep, one of the things that keeps the Haitian folks from, you know, diving into the, Haitian, the, the, the French culture, literature, and the language because they are afraid of making mistakes. And, you know, one of the greatest impediments to learn to master, to fully master language is not to make mistakes, uh, right. being afraid of making mistakes. So a lot of Asian folks, they understand the language, they have the capacity, but they can't, they can't perform because they don't have the sufficient uh, output of the language. Mm-hmm. No? That's really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's that's really really interesting, and and I'm 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 interested in that because, mm-hmm. oh, I don't have like the words to say it right now, but I guess I'm trying to say like, it, it's kind of like Haitian people are you know surrounded by this language, but there's there's no everyday opportunity to learn it, and I would imagine yeah. if you if you are out of school, if you're someone who has completed school already. Um, mm-hmm. and you're going about your life and you're, you're speaking in Creole every day. You mm-hmm. don't have that French muscle to, to keep, to keep it active. So you don't mm-hmm. really, you don't really use it. And that's just something about like, that's a whole different conversation about colonialism. Right. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of mentality of, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think a lot of us around the world, um, are breaking free from that mentality of like, Mm -hmm. you know, what the colonial powers wanted Mm -hmm. us to do um, Mm -hmm. is not the right way. It's not the only way anymore to Mm -hmm. to do Mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's really interesting. Um, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm, I'm curious to know the other languages that you speak, how did you come to learning those and, and why did you choose those to learn? Yeah. Um, I started learning Spanish in 2016, yeah, in 2016 when I was in the university. I wanted to be an English teacher only. And when I went to the university, I, I saw that there was an, it's a state university where you're not paying anything. You get everything for free. So I, I saw that there's an opportunity. There was an opportunity to learn Spanish. So I uh, took some Spanish classes. And then I was, I, I saw that Spanish was very interesting. And I, I, uh, I uh, really enjoyed it. And I said, oh, okay, let me just give it a try then. And I started learning Spanish. From the first, very first year, at the end of the year, I think in December, I went to an institute, which, uh, which is called um, Centro Cultura Brasil which is the, the um, Brazilian amb- um, embassy in Haiti. Mm. They have uh, Portuguese uh, classes. Cool. And I said, okay, once I speak, once I speak Spanish, so let's go, let's dive into the Portuguese language. <laughs> and then I spent two years, yeah, I spent two years there from 2003 there, 2016, 2018. And I have a C1 in, in C1 level, which is the um, advanced, advanced level in Portuguese, Brazilian Portuguese language and mm-hmm. culture. Uh, I think my Portuguese is, 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 um, is stronger than my Spanish because Spanish, I read more in Spanish, but I don't really practice Spanish. Mm. Uh, but Brazilian Portuguese, I can have, um, you know, a colloquial conversation with people, but sometimes kind of hard for me in, in Spanish because I don't really... Uh, I, I know more uh, academic stuff, read literature and um, stories in Spanish, but I don't really practice. I practice sometimes with a friend of mine. A friend of mine whose name is um, uh, Josue, who's a mm-hmm. Mexican. But um, I still, I, I'm talking about, you know, how can I say that? It seems like when I'm speaking Spanish, I'm taking Spanish too seriously. <laughs> and then, <laughs> yeah. That keeps me from from being kind of fluent in the language, and I'm too I'm too um, I I really want to to change that, but um, it's the way I started the language because I was not fully integrated with the colloquial language, talk to people, not talking, not learning all the time from from about literature, about um, you know, very 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 academic stuff, but you know, real uh, colloquial conversation with people. I, I I think that I miss that in Spanish, but I still have a really good understanding. I think I have a C1 level, especially for my understanding understanding, and uh, my input. But my output, I would say it's, it's, it's intermediate. I would say it's intermediate because I don't really practice that much. But mm. for my Brazilian Portuguese, I think I have a C1 level. Maybe I would continue just the, the last level, which is a C2. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can operate um, quite well in this. And um, I am, I'm, very, I'm very keen on the, uh, the Brazilian culture, the language, the dances. 
and everything like samba and, and capoeira, all these things, <laughs> the food. Yeah. And um, I am, I am at the U.S. Embassy, uh, at the Brazilian uh, Embassy right now, at the time that I'm talking to you. This is the place where I am now. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've been, I've been, you know, just listening, a couple of people singing, uh, dancing samba. So, yeah, it's, it's amazing. I think that um, Spanish and Portuguese, they are so interrelated that I make a lot of mistakes in Spanish, confusing the two languages because there are two separate languages mm-hmm. from, you know, Roman languages. But sometimes uh, because of that you, there's a close relationship to the, to the languages, sometimes I make, mix them. And I think I really need to work on that, uh, practicing <laughs> the language even more. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of opportunities are there in Haiti for someone to learn Spanish, given the fact that you share an island with the Dominican Republic? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that Spanish, Spanish, uh, Haitian folks, they are more interested in learning English, mm. not Spanish, because English, you know, English is a commercial uh, business language. And uh, whenever you speak English, you know, there's a myth about the English language. Whenever you speak English, you know, find opportunities uh, here and there, and, and it's the right language to learn. But I think Spanish, um, we don't have a lot of, you know, people don't really have a lot of interest in learning Spanish in Haiti. Uh, only if you'd like to go to the Dominican Republic in order to do business, you know, there's a, uh, you can do business, um, you're in Haiti and you're doing business with Dominicans in, uh, in the DR. Mm-hmm. But um, other than that, I don't think that there is um, a special, uh, I would say, interest for Haitian folks. Uh, um to learn Spanish. I don't really mm-hmm. think. Other than just you want to be, just want to talk to people, communicate with different people, you know, different culture and um, trying to be op- more open to people, understanding the uh, diplomatic, you know, relationship that Haiti has with the, uh, the DR because mm-hmm. a lot of officials here in Haiti, the authorities, they, they sometimes, they lie a lot. Whenever the, the DR president, president says something and they try to change it, you know, corrupt it, the, uh, the information and the same for DR as well. So I think it's it's, it's great to learn um, um, Spanish in Haiti just to understand the uh, you know the relationship that Haiti has with uh, with the DR and a lot of Haitian folks they are constantly going to the DR. Um, I don't know why I I know but um, <laughs> you know for a lot of things that happen in Haiti you know social and political upwards in Haiti. So yeah mm. yeah. So let's talk about Creole. Let's talk about ah, Creole. This good. is why we're here. Um, yes. I think that many people who are unfamiliar with Haitian culture and language mm-hmm. may see it or think of it as broken French, but it's yes. its own language. And obviously mm-hmm. you said this earlier, spoken by millions of people, not just in Haiti, mm-hmm. but around the world. Tell around me some things that separate or things that set Creole apart from mm-hmm. uh, from French. Um, from French, I would say Haitian Creole has its own uh, pronunciation, its own phonology, uh, the word, um, the science of, 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 of sounds and sound system and the way that phonemes are articulated in order mm-hmm. to make the language audible uh, and um, understandable as well. Haitian Creole... There are a lot of sounds that you have in French that you don't really have in Haitian Creole. In Haitian Creole, for example, you have um, you have ten vowel sounds. These ten vowel sounds, um, in, in 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 French, you have more than ten vowel sounds. There are a lot of vowel sounds that you have in Haitian Creole. You don't have them in in French. For example, mm-hmm. in French, you have the sound e, which you don't have in English. You don't have it in English. You don't have it in, in Spanish. You don't have it in Portuguese. You only have it in German. Okay, the sound e in French, you don't have it in Haitian Creole. For, let's take uh, an example in French. Like when you say you in French, you say tu. Tu, this sound, e, does not exist in, in, in Creole. And there's a tendency for Haitian folks, since it is for everyone, but in Haiti, a lot of people, they don't really have, you know, some linguistic ground. They don't understand whenever somebody cannot pronounce a sound from a foreign language, it's because that whenever you're listening to a, to a, um, to a, sound, um, to a sound from a foreign language, you're trying to interpret it, trying to analyze it through your own uh, mental lexicon, your own mental phonology, interior uh, uh, um, grammar, as Noam Chomsky uh, described it. Mm-hmm. I think that this sound in Haiti, whenever you 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 like you say in and 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 here in Haiti, 
Haitian folks, they have a tendency to say si or tu, like in Spanish. A, a Spaniard would automatically say tu because this one, e does not exist in Spanish. Mm. So um, this sound does not exist in Haitian Creole, but exists in, in, in French. The other, some other sounds, like the sound um, R in a Haitian Creole, uh, we have it in French, we have it in Haitian Creole, but it has some different phonological functions, like some different places where you have the sound. Uh, to say teacher in, Fr in French, you say teacher in French, professeur, professeur, professeur. Uh, there's a R, the sound R. And in, in, in Haitian Creole, you don't have this sound. It is automatically replaced by W. But it, 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 tends, to be, it tends to be the same thing. In Haitian Creole, you say pour, professeur, pour, like a W, like woo, 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 in, in, in English, like water, woo. Mm -hmm. Whereas in French, you say ho, ho. It's a guttural sound. It's in the, it's in the throat. Um, I think that's from a phonological um, perspective. I would say from a grammatical uh, perspective, Haitian Creole does not have a lot of uh, um, verbal flexibilities, like verbal uh, flexion, which we have in French, in Spanish, in Portuguese, Italian. You, you kind of have it in German as well and, 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 and Russian. But you don't, you don't have it a lot in, in English. Like in French, you have to say, if you're conjugating the verb to be, and in French, there are a lot of variations you know, from the ver in the verb. I am, you are. In English, you have I am, you have you are, he, she is. But in French, each um, personal pronoun has its own variation from the writing, even from the, the sound system right. that you're going to But in Haitian Creole, you'd have this. Like if I say, I am speaking, in Haitian, in Haitian Creole, mapali. You are speaking, apali. Apali, apali, apali. Just keep going. You just put the personal pronoun, I, you, uh, he, she, um, he, uh, we, you, they. You just change that, and the same, the same expression, the same predicate, and use the same predicate. Whereas in French, each um, um, subject has its own variation, its own form. And in Haitian, we don't have that. And after that, um, from um, lexicology, um, lexicology, the the words that we use in the language, um, there are a lot of words that you have in French. You have these words in Haitian Creole with different meanings. Like in English. Like in English, you can have a word in, in American English and the British English, it, it means something else, right? Mm -hmm. Or right. they have another word to say it. Like an example, truck in, in the American English, whereas in the British English, you just say something like lorry or something Lori. like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think in, 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 in Haitian Creole, there are a lot of words uh, from French. And in Haiti, they have different connotations. Not even, the, I wouldn't say even connotation. I would say different denominations, different um, reality behind the word. So I think Haitian Creole for, um, has its, uh, French has participated a lot in, in um, constructing that, that language. Mm -hmm. I can say Haitian Creole is the mixture of, the mix of French and some African languages. And, and, and once that language is uh, part of a community, which is the Haitian community, uh, it's no longer, it's no longer the French language or the African language. It's a language of its own. Right. It's different people, different way of operating in language and different expressions that you can find in Haitian Creole and they do not exist in the, uh, the French language. Mm -hmm. But normally, if you speak French and people are speaking very basic, uh, basically, like fundamental stuff, mm, like people are speaking, you know, using words for word, like you might understand some words, but if people are speaking naturally, going to be a little bit difficult to understand because the sound <laughs> yeah <laughs> the sounds the the accent the uh kinetic speech the way that words are linked together it's going to make it a little bit different to uh, to understand and also right. the haitian creole has its own lexicon its own vocabulary words that that is that uh, that is um you know lexicon is, is totally different from the french language it's right. a language of its own as you said as you said earlier yeah where at all do you see or do you hear um, influence from African languages? And do you know any specific language spoken in Africa that has influenced Haitian Creole? Mm -hmm. There was a language called, uh, like if you take the Wa'ili and Zulu, um, the way, like I was talking earlier about the, um, the, 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 the predicate and the subject, in Haitian Creole, Haitian Creole almost have the same, almost have the same structure of these African languages, Zulu and Swahili. Uh, I don't know if I pronounced that correctly. Um, mm -hmm. it, it almost have the same 
uh, verbal structure, like with these uh, two languages in, in Africa, right? And, mm -hmm. and there's a place in Haiti, especially called um, Cap Haitian. They say that in English, Cap Haitian, which is Cap Haitian here in Haiti. Mm -hmm. uh, I, don't live, I, don't, I, don't, I don't live there, but as a linguist, <laughs> I'm really interested in the um, variation, the sociological uh, variation of, of, of the Haitian Creole dialect uh, spoken um, there. They, they have a lot of uh, words, a lot of um, um, like expressions. Um, I, I can say they, they are both from the African languages. Like, for example, there is a word tonic uh, in, 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 the, um, in, the, in, the, in North, Cap Haitian. The, this word is directly from Africa, and they still use it in, the, in these, uh, this part of the, the country. But then in Port-au-Prince, like me, I speak uh, the Port-au-Prince Haitian Creole. Uh, <laughs> I don't speak the, uh, the Capua, but I can understand. Sometimes I, 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 I can even understand because there are a lot of words. They, they have a lot of words that we don't use in, 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 in Port-au-Prince uh, Haitian Creole. But, you know, um, some, we try to understand each other like by explaining and by uh, teaching uh, each other like right. the, the, the word. Yeah. Yeah. Now that you mention it, I'm curious, how is the uh, Creole spoken in Port-au-Prince different than the Creole spoken throughout mm -hmm. the rest of the country? Yeah. The, the Creole spoken in Port-au-Prince, um, um, linguists call that, in, in, in French, they call that uh, Creole basilical, like Creole basilical, that is the Creole spoken without the without a lot of influences from the exterior language, all, all the languages. Mm. But the Creole has spoken in, 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 in Port-au-Prince is influenced by English, um, Spanish, and mostly French. Even I sometimes, speaking in Asian Creole, I'm just speaking French in another way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I even do that myself, yeah. Because once you're an academic, it's really difficult to speak the... the sorry for the car. It's really difficult to, uh, to speak the very... Um, um, the Creole spoken in the rural um, areas, like the countryside, it's really difficult because you're not going to find these, uh, these um, variation, linguistic variation in, in books, only mm. if it's linguistic books. And then they, you know, the capital, where the capital is, so people tend to be, you know, just see the capital as a, as a, as a model. To me, the capital is not, is not the one that's speaking the, the best, if I can say this word, in, uh, in this word the best in Creole. <laughs> Yeah, to me it's not because it's 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 influenced by French a lot, by uh, Spanish and, and, and even English. And French right. sometimes you speak in Haitian Creole in Haiti, it's like you speak in French, but using different tones, different mm. uh, intonation. But it's French, you know the words that you're using when you're discussing things. And then it's because that Haitian Creole is not it's not really a language of sign. Like we don't have a lot of books translated in Haitian Creole. A lot of terms that we're going to use they're from French or English. So um, especially from French. So in, 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 in Cap Haitian, you're going to find people, people that are in the street, people that are very, they're not really, um, I'm not going to say they're not well educated, but I would say people that don't have a high level of, of, uh, of education. I wouldn't say education, but uh, I don't know how to say that. But people that are not influenced by the French culture, by the American culture from an academic standpoint. These people, they speak, their Haitian Creole is, it, there is more harmony to the Haitian environment, or the Haitian culture, to the Haitian, yeah, mindset, when these people are expressing themselves than in, in Port-au-Prince, Haiti, because Port-au-Prince, Haiti, it's kind of a melting pot, you know, the capital of the country, you're going to find yeah. a lot of people, and um, people are trying to, we have a lot of, you have a lot of friends, from, you know, foreigners, et cetera. Sometimes you spend, even spend more time with friends, with, 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 um, uh, strangers, even foreigners, than your own family. So there are a lot of, yeah, inferences. So I would say that Haitian Creole and Port-au-Prince is a, they, they, they say that in, here in Haiti, a Creole Francaise. It's like a French Haitian Creole. Mm. Like a lot of words they're using are from French, a lot of expressions from French, but it's not exactly French. It's a French uh, Haitian Creole. I see. So would it be fair to say that someone who maybe lives in the north of Haiti mm -hmm. would have a difficult time mm -hmm. communicating with someone in the south of Haiti? Or, I mean, is the difference that big or is it, is it not that big? 
Oh, okay. The difference is is not that big. Okay. But when you are, like when you're observing the language as a uh, foreigner, you see that there are a lot of differences. Mm. But when you're inside the country, like your native speaker, um, you would understand. You would understand because the differences you have some. There are some you know grammatical differences. There are some you know phonological differences. But it's not a huge difference. For example, in in in, in the south of Haiti, in 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 uh, Port-au-Prince, Haiti, and in the north of Haiti, Port-au-Prince is in the west. Um, mm-hmm. Like there are some sounds that we use in in Puerto Rican city. Yeah, they, they don't use them in in the south. They don't use them in the in the in the north. Like, let's take an example. Like in the Haitian Creole, if you like to say you as an object pronoun, like you, subject pronoun, and you as an object pronoun, like I'm talking to you. Uh, in Haitian Creole, you use the word ooh. Or if you're speaking fast, it would be ooh. Whereas when you go to the north of Haiti, they use the word. There's a a strange word myself i really find it funny and it really interesting when i'm listening to this there is the word i like mm. i'm talking to you if you would say that in haitian creole spoken in port au prince haiti in the west and in, in the west haiti they would say map i am talking pali to you which is a two preposition here and this is the haitian creole in port au prince whereas when you go to the north of haiti they would say something like like kill <laughs> would be the substitute to whoop in Puerto Prince Myself, I find that very interesting. I even love this accent myself. Yeah. That <laughs> is really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love, I love to I love to talk about these like regional um, differences uh-huh. that that we have when we speak because it, it all mm-hmm. comes down to communication I think at the end yeah yeah mm-hmm. I'm always yeah, curious yeah. to know like you know will people be understood if they go to a more if you know if they leave the city and they go out to the country or they come from the, uh-huh. country to the city and uh-huh. I always just think it's it's just uh-huh. interesting how how language evolves yeah 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 <laughs> and, I, and I would say that uh you know like um like the verbal communication is not a lot when it comes to communication the the words that we use mostly is because of the like the nonverbal and the the nonverbal communication is is I would say it's the same in Haiti, and the verbal communication, which is part of seven percent of our communication, that makes I would say that that makes it even easier like mm. to understand um, um, one another. But yeah. other than that, I think that would have huge differences. the The core uh, um, message is almost the same. Tell me how, if you know, mm-hmm. um, tell me what are um, things about Haitian Creole that make it stand out in the Caribbean um, amongst other uh, Creoles that come from, from French um, on yeah. islands like Martinique or Guadeloupe? Okay. Uh, I would say that Haitian Creole, uh, um, along with the culture, the, uh, the people, and um, the... The Haitian Creole, there are a lot of, like, when you go to Haiti, when it comes to Haiti, there are a lot of variation mm. inside uh, this single language. Whereas when you go to uh, Guadalupe, they tell me that it's not that, it's not a lot of, they don't really have a lot, a lot, a lot of variation. In Haitian Creole, there are a lot of variations. And the language is constantly evolving it's constantly mm-hmm. evolved with with new words new expressions new religion and um the society is basically whenever there's something happens a major event happened in haiti um like uh, the lockdown situation and 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 for the uh, coronavirus mm-hmm. they just come up with a word uh, from english which is lucky like from the word to lock in, 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 in <laughs> yeah in english you know oh, so wow. yeah <laughs> they use this word now in haiti and they even use it now, not even for the lockdown. They use it whenever, you know, there's a um, political problem in Haiti. They say, okay, the country is going to be locked. They say, okay, like the country is going to get locked. Not, not even for the coronavirus. I think that that makes it a very vivid living language. And um, Haitian folks, they're all over the world, right? They're all over the world. They're not using, they're not proud of their culture. or they're not. I wouldn't say that they're not proud, but they... They, they, they tend not to be proud of their culture when, when, when they are inside the country. Once they go out of the country, they go to the United States of America, to the Dominican Republic, to France, mm-hmm. 
So there, the internal issue is going to stand out. And you're going to see that they will basically embrace the, the language, the culture even more. And I think that for the other um, um, languages, um, there's still, there's still a, the pre- predominance. For example, in the United States, there's a, I think in the state, Louisiana. Louisiana, especially Baton Rouge, there's a place called Baton Rouge in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. French is spoken there, but they have a Creole, which is a Louisiana, a Louisiana um, Creole. Right. When I'm looking at this uh, Creole, it's almost the same as French. It's almost the same as French, and there's a mix of, of uh, English. So a lot of linguists, they wouldn't even call it a Creole. They would just call it uh, a, a, a Creole in a sense that it is based on a, on a community, but they would just call it a pidgin because it's not totally, uh, it's not, it's not, it, it doesn't have its own, it's, its own autonomy. Hmm. Like in Haitian Creole, the language has its own autonomy to create words, to come up with new expressions and to reflect our religion, belief, uh, our reality as well. Uh, the language, the Haitian Creole language uh, reflect the, the way Haitian people um, think, uh, Haitian people um, interact with reality. Whereas in other countries, you tend to see that it's, it's, it's kind of, it, it's a mix of two different cultures. And um, it's, it's, it's a mix of two different cultures. It's not really sitting out, to my, to my um, knowledge. Do mm-hmm. you think, like, have you spoken to other uh, French Caribbean um, people yeah. and been able to understand their Creole? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I talked last year, I talked to a, to a, uh, a woman from uh, Martinique. And she sent me, I can't remember the song. She sent me a song in Haitian Creole. Uh, it's almost the same thing, but they're using other, uh, the, 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 the words they use, the, the core method, the lexicon, the, the lexicon they use, it's, it's almost the same as Haitian Creole, but the, the grammar structure, the syntax, okay. it's not the same. I can't okay. remember the name of the song. I can't remember the name of the song. I'm sorry, I forget the name of the song. That's okay. It's a song, yeah. I don't, I don't remember the artist. I still have this song in my house. I just, I, I, I put it somewhere. He sent the song to me just to analyze the song, to understand it, to try to see uh, the, uh, the commonality between Haitian Creole and the uh, Creole spoken in Martinique. And um, at first I couldn't understand a thing, but after listening a couple of times, I understood, I understood almost everything in the song because they're using all their words. But if you just following along, you would see the, the, the context. Mm. You see the, the context of the, the words. But I would say that um, if you're talking to uh, like someone from, from Martinique, you normally take Haitian folks. Like he and Haiti would like to talk. I would say that it, it would take you like a few, two days, a couple of okay. days just to get along. Yeah, to okay. get along with uh, the, Haitian, the, the Creole spoken in Martinique. It's not that long. But so yeah. somebody who is very open and we want to talk to people, it would take more, uh, less than two days. Mm. I love that. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. No, I love yeah. that. And I think it's, you know, one thing that I hope to do on this show and with this show and, mm-hmm. you know, um, I'm very, you know, a part of the Caribbean. That's where my heritage okay. is from. And yeah. I, I, I want to highlight these languages spoken in the Caribbean because um, mm-hmm. I want people to understand how much history there is there, how much individuality mm-hmm. there is. And, and I don't think that a lot of people yeah. see that. Um, mm-hmm. they, a lot of people just think of it as a region and, and mm-hmm. probably primarily English or Spanish speaking. Um, mm-hmm. And this is why I'm asking you these questions about, yeah, about, yeah. The, you know, okay. about the Creole itself, because it's not, yeah, yeah. you know, one thing that I've really, over the past year that I've been doing this show, I've really come to, mm-hmm. um, want to drill into people is like Mm -hmm. creoles are not broken you know blank it's not broken french it's not broken english or broken spanish like it's a language in its own that informs Mm -hmm. people and brings communities together so um Mm -hmm. thank you for for sharing all of that yeah yeah. um and 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 just to uh just to finish with this one and the the problem is because of uh the is due to the the name uh creole like when, when you say when you say a creolist, it's basically somebody who's studying a, a, um, a language that is emerged from two languages putting themselves together. 
yeah. think a lot of people they're just using um uh all the, these cultural baggages that they have mm. from the past about the Haitian Creole it's because of this domination you know words can stay the same but the the the, the reality behind the word uh, the word a word can change I think what's happening with Haitian Creole in Haiti and Creole and, and a lot of Creoles in in the world and there's a battle in Haiti uh, whether to call our language Haitian like French from French English from English there's a, a debate a big debate in Haiti, whether to call it the language Haitian Creole or Creole itself. I think in the future, myself, I am I have my own arguments. Maybe later I can I can change or I can have more arguments and I would change my uh, decision. But mm-hmm. I have my own ideas about these, whether it's called the, the Haitian the Creole, the language spoken in Haiti, Haitian, like the language of Haitian folks. Yeah. Or uh, Haitian Creole. Just to put a Creole um just you know behind it. I'm just I'm very optimistic, and I hopefully we're gonna we're gonna come to right uh, to, uh, to the right decision. But one of the things I really want to tell people is that language can change, language cha- changes, uh, language change, and the uh, reality behind the language cha- um, uh, changes as well. Like in, in, in I think there's a word in Italian when you say ciao. I was when I was learning Italian, I'm still learning Italian, but this word ciao. When you go to the yeah to the origin of this thing of this of this word, mm-hmm. it was chiave chiave like the word that people use people that were slave they use whenever mm. they are greeting their their masters, mm. and chiave like to be I, I'm in your order I'm in your service whatever you want I'm here for you, mm. and the word it changes the, the word say the say I would say the same almost there's some morpho, uh, morphological and and uh, phonological differences like this the way it was to be chiave and now ciao, but um. The, the, the reality behind the word changes completely. When you say somebody chow, does that mean you are the slave of mm-hmm. the person? Mm-hmm. You know? So that's the same for Haitian Creole. We don't really have to be like to, to, to uh, come up with all these, um, you know, uh, all these things from the past about um, slavery and, and, you know, all these things. I think the word can stay the same, but the, the baggage is the, the reality behind it changes changes yeah how do you feel that the uniqueness of the haitian language represents the unique qualities of the haitian people mm-hmm. well that's a really great question um i would say that haitian creole is the language uh through which everybody in haiti all Haitian folks, they can make make themselves understood fully and comfortably. The Haitian Creole is the vehicle. You know, language and thought are deeply intertwined. They are deeply uh, related. So a lot of, you know, stories, a lot of, you know, literature on where the language is not thought, where the thought is not language. So there are a lot of, you know, linguistic uh, and, and philosophical language uh, literature on this and these things. So your first language, or the language that you master the most, the language that we have a lot of interaction um, in and then you are very comfortable with, is it, the language through which you're going to make yourself understood and you are going to um, relate deeply, deeply with people. I think Haitian Creole is the language, uh, a lot, although a lot of Haitian folks who does not really understand a lot about um, linguistic or the functionality, the, the importance of language or what language is, language is, uh, that language is itself, they would not agree. But I think that the Haitian Creole is the language that is capable of transmitting the the uh, Haitianism, if I can say that word. All the <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what I would I would say. It's not French. It's not English. It's not it's not Spanish. Because in order to express a lot of things, you know, a lot of things that I can express and express in Haitian Creole uh, that I can't really express in in, in English. Mm-hmm. or in, in, in Spanish or in Portuguese, although I sometimes try really hard to do that in, in these two languages, English and French, but I feel sometimes, but Haitian Creole is the language that I can, um, the language that I can, through which I can make myself understood. And um, the language that is spontaneous for Haitian, for, for Haitian folk, there's a saying in Haiti, like a cultural um, phenomenon in Haiti. Whenever you go to a country, like you see somebody is, is uh, uh, urinating. I, I remember that I made a video on my YouTube channel about that. Once you see the, the person spit 
and his and his feet. That's one of the great um, clue. One of the greatest clue that the person is a Haitian. Is Haitian. <laughs> yeah, and we have that. We have some practice like that in the language itself, as this culture baggage. We have that in the language itself, like things that people say, and then you're automatically going to recognize that the person is is Haitian. It's really? so deep. Yeah, it's so deep. It's so uh, spontaneous, mm-hmm. you know, that you would think that, oh, that person is Haitian. Is a, is a Haitian. Or you would say that person spent a lot of time in Haiti, more, more than a decade in Haiti, mm-hmm. just to be able to um, say these things. Man, this is like, this is so interesting because the more we're talking, I'm realizing just how unique Haitian language is and culture is like it really is one of those cultures and languages that like where else are you gonna find this like in Haiti (laughs) (laughs) or or maybe in a Haitian community outside of Haiti but it's just yeah it's just it's so distinct and so uniquely shaped um by history so I know you have a YouTube channel yeah, um, yeah. And I want you to tell us all about it and how you hope to reach people and tell people about language learning and uh, tell us where we can find you on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On YouTube, I was inspired by one of my, uh, I can say, one of my mentor, uh, teacher. His name is Richard, uh, Richard Simcott. You, can, you might know about him. I think he's my world model when it comes to language learning. Uh, mm-hmm. he's, uh, he's British. Uh, this guy is my inspiration when it comes to language learning. Um, he had a YouTube. He has a YouTube channel. I think his name Richard Simcott. Mm-hmm. And uh, one day he said that if you're really interested about languages, you can. And then you are polyglot and you're really interested about teaching languages or talking about linguistic stuff. So that you can create a YouTube channel or you can create, you know, a, a media like something on social media, Facebook, like a podcast, something like that in order to, you know, to spread the message, to talk to people, to have an interview, to learn from other people. Mm-hmm. And in 2020, last year, uh, I started a YouTube channel called Self-Taught Polyglot. My initial intention was to teach Haitian Creole in English because a lot of Haitian folks here in Haiti, they know that I speak English, although I'm not, I'm not, you know, I, I speak English, but um, I'm not perfect. You know, everybody's not, but um, <laughs> I'm seriously not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're seriously more, way better than, than I am. So my initial intention was to teach Haitian, uh, Haitian Creole and English. And I started this YouTube channel called self Polyglot. I remember my first video I did was in April uh, 2020, where I, uh, where I um, introduced the YouTube channel. I said my name, and I was with a Brazilian friend of uh, a friend and, and a Mexican friend. They presented themselves. And we talked about the YouTube, cha- uh, YouTube channel. Um, I wanted to teach Haitian Creole in English. And I realized that I could talk about language learning in general and teach languages. And I, and I kind of swap, I, I kind of changed talking about language learning. And I see that I'm not that big in this community when it comes to language learning. And I said, okay, let me get back to um, teaching languages like um, Haitian Creole in English. And then this is what I'm doing right now. I'm basically talking about languages, language learning just a little bit, but mostly teaching languages, English and, 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 and Haitian Creole primarily. Mm-hmm. So on YouTube, if you go to YouTube, I, I also have an Instagram page called Self Taught Polyglot. You're going to see on YouTube as well, this YouTube channel called Self Taught Polyglot. And um, I have over 75 videos there. I have a lot of videos. I have videos of one hour, but these are not bad languages. <laughs> there were lives. I, I used to do some lives, you know, at the time of the coronavirus on Facebook. A lot of friends, they were demanding me that. And I had an agenda. So I'm going to do some lives talking about life in general. Sometimes I use English. Sometimes I use Haitian Creole. Sometimes I, I use French. All the time I use uh, Portuguese, like talking about life, you know, things that are really interesting. And I, and I say, and I was, I want to just, I just publish them on YouTube. Now I wouldn't, but I publish them in my YouTube channel. So <laughs> yeah, now if somebody goes to my YouTube channel, you're going to see that there are some videos over, there are over like one hour on my YouTube channel, just talking about stuff that are not about language learning, but about life in general. But oh, in my wow. YouTube channel, I have, yeah, I have videos about Haitian Creole. I have some playlists, Easy Haitian Creole, uh, where I teach uh, Haitian Creole from the street. It's, it's basically a project that I started um, trying to emulate uh, effectively the YouTube channel 
uh, easy languages. You might, you might, you might have heard about this YouTube channel, mm. no? Yeah. Easy languages. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to imitate them in a way, you know, doing some mm-hmm. energies in the street and talking to people in Haitian Creole and then publish, you know, from three to 10 minutes videos talking about the Haitian culture, the Haitian language, um, things that happen in Haiti, you know, everything Haitian Creole yeah. or everything Haitian. So I created, I put this um, playlist on my YouTube channel, Self-Apologlad, where I began, I think in last month, um, I began to publish um, uh, videos about Haitian Creole in the street. But I have a lot of recommendations. People, uh, they tell me that I am supposed to put the subtitles, the English, uh, like for, for people to see uh, those who don't have, really have a good understanding of the Haitian Creole to be able to understand mm-hmm. uh, what people are saying whenever I ask a question in the street. That sounds good. And I'm going to put your links in the show notes of this episode so that right. people who Thank want you. to get in touch will be able to click and just find you and find your channel and learn some Haitian Creole for themselves. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you of so much. Of course. Of course. Right. So yeah. I have one more question for you, but I first want to say thank you so much for having this conversation with me and for teaching me so much about Creole, Haitian Creole and, and Haitian culture. And I really, really enjoy talking with you and mm-hmm. learning so much. Um, I have a lot of reading to do, I think, just to uh-huh. educate myself on some <laughs> of the things that you said. I always like to do that because, you know, that's that's what you're supposed to do, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And I, and I hope that in the future that I can bring more videos on my YouTube channel uh, that will make it easier for you just to dive into and to learn more about our um, um, our language, culture, etc. Yeah. So thank you for having me. I hope so too, and you're most welcome. It's it's been a pleasure. I like to end each episode on the same question, and that is, mm-hmm. do you have any jokes, popular sayings, tongue twisters, slang mm-hmm. words, idioms, words of mm-hmm. wisdom, or words of advice in Haitian mm-hmm. Creole to share? Yeah, I have a lot. I have a lot. Let me just pick one. Uh, okay, two just come out in my, my mind. Uh, there's a thing in Asian people say, uh, goes by Creole Pali, Creole Kumpan. Creole Pali, Creole Pali, Creole Kumpan. Like, Haitian Creole is spoken, Haitian Creole is understood. It's like whenever you're somewhere and you're talking to a bunch of people mm-hmm. and then you say Creole Pali, Creole Kumpan, it's like, what you say, you said it in Haitian Creole, and everybody here, um, um, here are Haitians. They're supposed to understand it. They're not going mm. to complain later. So you say in Haitian Creole, Creole Pali, Creole Compan. In French, in, in French, you say, salut. Like when you say something, you're not going to get back on it. You suppose that everybody un, uh, understands it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so, what's, so what's really interesting about it is that they use the word um, Creole in it. Mm, okay. So let me try it. It's say it one more time. Creole, Creole Pali. Creole Pali. Uh huh. Creole Comprend. Creole Comprend. 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 Yeah, très bien. Okay. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to use Creole Pali, Creole Comprend. So, what is said is said. Everybody understands. You're not going to get back on it. Don't complain later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good there's one. Another one. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. another one, which I think it resonates with English, uh, which is in Haitian Creole, uh, which in English is uh, uh, or jacket of, of, of all is the master of none. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. In Haitian Creole, you say, like reme is to love, to like. Tout is all. Mm-hmm. Perdiste to lose. Tout say all. So when you it, love everything, you 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 lose everything. Basically, literally, the the, the translation. When you love everything, you lose everything. Lose everything. Yeah. Let me try this one. Say it again, and I will I will repeat after you. Uh-huh. Good. Reme tout. Reme tout. Uh huh. Perdi tout. Perdi tout. Yeah. Reme is a verb to love. Mm-hmm. Perdi is a verb to lose. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> no, I like that one a lot. I like that yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> that's the reason it's with English speaking uh, folks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you again so much. Um, I've really enjoyed talking to you. Um, yeah. Really quickly, before I let you go, don't mm -hmm. think about this too hard. Just the first thing that comes to mind. After mm -hmm. you've been having a conversation with someone for all this time, mm -hmm. what is the best way to say goodbye in Creole? Okay, you can say um, in Asian Creole. Oh, yeah, I would say. Um, you can say you say bye bye also. <laughs> uh, yeah, you say bye bye. Yeah, it's a it's a word. Uh, uh, it's a calc like from English, but we use it a lot. But you mm -hmm. can say Mali, Mali, Mali. It's the most natural way to say it. Mali, I'm gone. Mali, Mali. Yeah, Mali, Mali, Valentino. Male. Yeah, Mali, Valentino. Vito, <laughs> I leave you. <laughs> Bye-bye. I'll be talking to you soon. All right. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye.